A su nombre. Gloria. A su nombre. Gloria. Y su pueblo. Oh, yeah. Y su pueblo. Oh, yeah. What's kind of doing a switch up right now? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Nameless Servants. I'm Nick and... <laughs> I'm Nick, a.k.a. <laughs> the Finger, a.k.a. The Latino with Freckles, a.k.a. Ginger Beard, a.k.a. The Original Canelo. Santo Mio. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I remember back in the day, you were like super ginger. <laughs> yeah, man. It, bro, Canelo, shout out to Canelo Alvarez, even though, yes, he's in the world, but like he gives me hope, man. Just to shine light on us. On us uh, invisible minority Latinos, right? Because, <laughs> like, man, it's like, man, like, I, I get so... Okay, I need to go on a rant right now. Let me go on a rant. Uh-oh. You know, my name is 100% Latino. Like, my bloodline is 100% Latino. My family is 100% Latino. You know, I'm born in Mexico, family from Guatemala, raised in Canada. Let's put that aside for the moment. But <laughs> I have been raised, bred, and known Latino culture, Hispanic culture, and all that. I've been back to the motherland. I've been working on my Spanish, been working on it, learning from my people, <laughs> learning how it is, the way of life when it comes to Chapin lifestyle. I know about the chuchitos, tamales, you know what I'm saying? I know about all the delicacies. You know, I've been doing everything in my power i even been switching up my name to like make it even more latino like even what my nicknames are whatever the case may be i've been doing everything in my power to make it. even even my haircut style bro like i keep it short like bald fade on the sides outline you know everything i can to make myself more latino but at the end of the day bro it's just We're, i gotta accept for who i am man i just i just i'm just the invisible minority man you're canadian boy <laughs> that's it man i'm just i'm just i just look white to people you know what i'm saying it's just really yeah, man, it's it's a hard truth. I I just gotta accept it, man. Uh -huh. Like anytime, like I would visit like a, an Hispanic church, man. They oh. just they right away approach me, thinking like, hey, "Hello, hey, you, you, <laughs> you uh, come here to uh, listen to church?" Uh, oh my god! Like, during the around you see, si puedo hablar español. <gasps> oh, you speak Spanish. Oh, good for you. Like, bro, like I, I'm like full Latino, man. But um, bro, yeah. wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? At least you don't get it like I do. What do you get? Everybody thinks I'm Indian. <laughs> Everybody thinks I'm Indian. No way. Yeah. This week, exactly. I think there's, no, it was last week. Last week, I, I, I went into a customer's and uh, there was two Indian guys. They're talking in their language. And then the one guy turns over and looks at me. And I knew what was coming right away. As soon oh. as he said it to me. As soon as he looked at me, I knew what was coming. And he looks at me and he says something in their language. And then I just stared at him. He's like, are you Hindi? I'm like, no, bro, I ain't Hindi. <laughs> and he just looks at me and the guy that was working with me just starts laughing because I had told him previously that everybody thinks I'm, I look Indian. Mm. And then and then I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm not Indian. But I kind of said it with a little bit of attitude. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Probably. A little chip on my shoulder. <laughs> this guy has been having that. <laughs> the beard doesn't help, I guess. But, you know, I, lo I love having a beard. I don't I don't like being clean shaven. Yeah, man. Like, I, like you know, I don't want to look like I'm... You know, like 15 years old, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, keep the beard. That's man. the thing with me. Like, people people tell me I have a, uh, I kind of have a baby face. And it's just even worse when my beard's gone. People say you have a baby face? Yeah. Like, even now? Every, no one gets my age right. No one. Really? And every time I ask someone what they think my age is, it's always less than what I actually am. So I'm 33 for the v listeners. I'm 33, but I've gotten like 24. 25 no way yeah so i'm always like yo can you imagine if you think i look 24 25 without with my beard can you imagine what i look out without it 
Yes, man. Shave it off. No, I think I think I'm I'm. I have a vacation in July. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna shave the beard off and keep the mustache. Go straight beaner. Oh, stra- oh god. Yeah. Oh god. Just for a week. <laughs> just, just for the a week. mustache. Just just Leave to do mustache. it, bro. Just to kill it, kill it. Because you know, like mm. my dad still rocks the mustache. <laughs> Yeah, man, all of our dads, man. That's, <laughs> dad's, that's just like the look, man, for some reason. Th- he's still rocking. The, like, you know how, I guess a couple of months ago, the, the stash was in because of uh, the Top Gun movie. And oh, right. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that Top Gun movie? I've seen the original, but I, I think I've yet to see the, the new one. Oh, the new one's... It's good? It's bomb diggity. <laughs> bomb diggity. Bomb wow. diggity. Oh, that's a word. Here, I think it's better than the original. You think it's better? Wait, so is this like a revamp, a remake, or is this a continuation? It's a continuation. It's like a 30 years after kind of thing. True, true. Okay, that's good. So, yeah, so it, it has to do with um, Rooster's son. If you remember Rooster, Rooster's the guy, spoiler alert, Rooster is the guy that dies in Top Gun. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so it has to, right. do, it has to do with uh, Tom Cruise's character, obviously Maverick. And Rooster's son, I don't remember his name in the movie, but... So he kind of takes after his dad kind of a thing, huh? Yeah, I don't want to, like, spoil it, but watch it if you can. Okay, okay. Yeah, watch it if you can. Yeah, I'll watch it. You're you're not going to watch it. (laughs) I will say that at some point during my lifetime, I will watch it. How about that? Someone take my man to the movies. Come on now. (laughs) please for real man <laughs> i got no movie knowledge no man in the movies i'm I'm lacking it man like I, I have yet to see john wick 4 kind of thing is that the new new one yeah the I, new, latest I one i haven't seen it that one i've yet to see kind of thing i haven't gone to the theaters since before the pandemic yeah yeah last time i went to the theaters was for avatar 2 how was it oh amazing man i want to watch it it's on um it's one of the apps that I could buy it. I was about to buy it a couple of weeks ago, but I, then I was like, ah, I'll wait till it's free. Like only those types of movies, like I have to go to the movies because it, again, it's in 3D, right? So you want the full experience because they do the 3D very, very well. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how's the 3D on it? Oh, it's Because I remember, I remember when the first Avatar came out, it was like you had the silly glasses and everything. Oh yeah, I still got to wear the silly glasses. Really? Yeah. But is it is the, is like, I guess you can say the quality better? quality yeah it's definitely it's definitely better i want to say that i think the first one they did um they did a better job with the 3d effects mm-hmm. not that this one is any worse but i think the first one was a lot better but just the visuals man is just out of this world wait how's the storyline though because i heard it was kind of corny um yeah it's nothing like um original spectacular right it's just a continuation of based off of where they left last time right we're now like the main character. He has a family, he has kids now, right? But now the humans, like they've been like developing, they've been creating like their like um, their civilization, quote unquote, mm-hmm. hand gestures. Um, <laughs> we're now like they're kind of threatening because um, I don't know if you remember, like the guys that used to hunt the main character. Yeah. Or um, since he kind of betrayed the humans, like a bunch of them kind of separate and then like join the Navi, right? The Navi. Um, <laughs> So then he kind of came back because his body like... Bro, are you spoiling the movie for me? No, I'm just giving you a general story. (laughs) Sounds like you're spoiling it. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Anyways, um, now he's being hunted again. I'll just leave it like that. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Let me ask you about this. How do you feel about Fast 10? 
Oh, I've I stopped watching, man. Like yeah. I gave up. Like he's, ever since like The Rock like stopped in, in production of those movies, I, I just like gave up, man. It's like it's too much now, man. Like they gone into space, gone into the Arctic, in the water. Like man, like are they gonna go to the volcano next? Like <laughs> wait, you stopped watching because of The Rock stopped being in it? Uh, I stopped watching because The Rock was in it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind the rock in movies, but the man cannot solo. He can't be like the lead actor in a movie, man. He can't hold it. The rock is. He's a terrible one, actor. He's a horrible actor. I'm such a huge fan of his, but he's a. Yeah, he's a terrible actor. He's, and I quote Shaq, he's horrible, awful. He's horrible and awful. Yeah. Horrible, awful. Yeah. Horrible, awful. Yeah, like, have you awful. seen San Andreas? No, because like, I know it was. I know it's gonna. There's be There's a one scene where he's supposed to cry, quote unquote. Oh jeez. Oh my god, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, his crying is. He's so bad, man. I was watching with my wife. I'm like, this is cringe. He's not selling it to me. Like, I, he's not convincing me that because yeah. in the one scene, he's, he's they're talking about his, their dead daughter mm-hmm. and how he couldn't save her. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alerts too. Well, it's okay. I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, it's trash. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's okay. San Andreas is an okay movie, but but like it's. He like he he has to be a supporting cast man. That's why yeah. I like the the fast movies, right? Because you just deal like with a little bit of them, right? It's yeah, not yeah. just all focused on. Like he can only be like a supporting cast person, but the main person, nah, he does not have the acting chops for it. I only liked him in The Mummy Two. The Mummy, <laughs> <laughs> where he's just in the beginning and then he's no longer in the movie. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> like man, the movie Pain and Gain. Have you seen that? Yeah. Like I loved his performance in that man. Or be cool. Again, I loved his performance. That it's just he's not the main guy. He's just those side characters. Is be cool. He's the one with like the fro. Is that the he one with Kevin Hart? No, no, no. That's um, fro. I haven't seen that. That's one. where he's like the CIA agent with Kevin Hart. But again, oh. that movie was horrendous too. Because again, man, he's like he's one of the main uh, actors in it. He's, he's just. Have you seen Black Adam? Oh my gosh! Horrible movie, bro. I wasted. Horrible. I, I didn't even movie. finish it. It was so bad. DC, so, so bad. DC, only DC can mess up those kind of movies. DC, ah, man. Have you seen how... And he hyped it up so much, saying that, like, this is going to change mm. the whole, like, superhero universe. Like, there's a new sheriff in town. Like, saying all these type of promos kind of thing. But when it came to it, man, like, I'm, like it just bombed. It's horrible. It bombed so bad like i've never seen a portrayal for a character so iconic and so in-depth where it's just so 2d portrayal man like this guy just had the same response intention behind every line every single time with like every either be himself or of every person that he would speak in with like it was so two-dimensional his character there's no depth there's no emotion like no story there's no interest in his character there's no develop there's no character development no like this guy, I, I bet you any money, bro. This guy just arrived to set, looked at the lines, and then okay, I'm <laughs> did a couple like push-ups. <laughs> bro, did this guy has no versatility. He like every single movie. Like I saw this one meme where like it was like six pictures, the same outfit, and someone's yeah. like, "This is six different movies." <laughs> yeah, he's he literally plays the same character in every movie, every single time. Like that Hobbs character, he does. Yeah, he's that kind of character yeah. in every single movie, and you're just like, and he just does unrealistic things. Yeah, man. You're just like, oh, he pu- he just lifted up like like Vin Diesel in the fast <laughs> movies where he he holds up a three thousand pound engine. It's like, come on, bro. Oh yeah, when he was holding the chain with yeah. the air, with the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. or yeah, no, that chain and helicopter. I think that's uh, Captain America. No, no, it was one of the Fast movies. He did that in Fast movie. It was the spinoff one where it was him in um, Shankin. No, it was him in um, what's his name? Statham. Thank you. Yes, 
where they're on the island and they're like they're in this whole drag race see i watched that movie one time and i was like i'm out oh <laughs> ouch i thought that movie was okay because again like at least jason said i'm kind of i like up. giving movies a try I'll, I'll, I'll at least watch it right but after if i if i watch it one time and i just it's just trash i'm just like all right no yeah. more no more shout out to the rock like i i really respect him but when it comes to acting, i don't respect the rock when it screw comes to acting rock. screw the rock <laughs> when it comes to acting man yeah he he can't do it no. you know why i don't like the rock why he just doesn't come off like a sincere person to me you yeah. know what i mean yeah he just seems like he's uh he's fake yeah yeah, he tries to be like a fake nice guy. That's that's oh, the vibe I get from him. A fake nice guy. Oh, just like in front of cameras, like he portrays yeah. this kind of persona. Yeah, like uh, one of the things that bothers me about, uh, I shouldn't say bothers me, but um, like on his Instagram, he'll like post that he's like playing with his daughters kind of thing. But in my head, I'm always like, you probably don't spend any time with your kids because you're making so much movies. You're doing so much things. Yeah, he's that, a you very know, busy schedule. Yeah, it's taking you away from time with your family. And then, you, like, for me, one thing that... This is kind of taking us to another subject. But one thing that annoys me about, like, these famous people that are parents, they always say, I'm working this hard for my kids. But here's the question. What's working too hard... Is is that gonna over? They're working over, too hard in the wrong area. Is what yeah, you're because to say, it, right? your work will take away your time with your children. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it's like, if you're working, if you're making movies back to back to back, they say a lot of movies takes like what, three to six months of filming. Uh, yeah, it depends. It could be like a year long project. Or exactly. Less. So say it's six months, right? Just. Mm-hmm. just to say a number just to say a number six right. months right and then you sign off to do another movie right after that that's a year right there yeah that you probably aren't spending a lot of time with your kids because it's yeah. like what eight to ten hours to 12 hours of filming like I, I don't know what his uh girlfriend or wife does but I, like i don't know if she is working or anything but i i hopefully i hope that at least she brings them to like the set kind of thing so at least yeah. spend some sort of time but no you're right right but think about it because like after they film the movie then they have to do a press tour yeah they have to do promotions they, they gotta to promote do advertising them. exactly and all that stuff. yeah for sure so that takes even more time yep so think about it like that's a year a year and a half for one project yeah where's the time for your for your children yeah where's the time for your wife or your yeah. spouse Right. Like, hopefully, like, they're joining him with all these trips. Because, again, like, this guy has, like, his own plane and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. like, there's probably no excuse for him to bring along his family. So, hopefully, he's doing that. But, no, you bring up a good good point, right? If people are going to be working so hard for their family kind of thing, but are they working so hard in the spectrum of just financials and materialistics kind of thing? Or are they working on with their relationship with their with their wife and their kids? Well, how many things are they missing out on, right? Like, yeah. you hear, like, professional athletes complain about that. Oh, I'm not going to be able to spend Christmas time with my kids or, or Thanksgiving or whatever the case, whatever holiday is happening, right? Right. They always say that, oh, I can't spend time with my kids. Yeah, when your kids are small, it, maybe it's not some, so much of a big deal. But, once but you they'll, s- they'll realize and they'll recognize, once right? They, once it gets to a certain, they get to a certain age, then they start lacking uh, having a, a a parent that's always there, yeah. right? Whereas like someone I, like an average Joe is there. Do they do the their seven to three or whatever the case mm-hmm. their schedule is? But they they get to spend time with their children, right? Yeah. Or yeah. at least they should. Yeah. Right. Everybody's different. Everybody parents different, right? Yeah. But that, but like me looking at it as a as a dad, I'm like 
man, you're not spending any time with your kids. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to show everybody that you are, it's like you're kind of overcompensating for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I remember um, even Kobe Bryant as an mm. NBA player, right? He would say how much he had to sacrifice um, his time with his family because he'd always be either practicing or doing his workouts or being away with practices or different cities, different towns, or even the Olympics too, right? He'd mm. always be constantly away from his family and like how much he would miss. But when he finally went to retirement, like how he like he fully like was invested yeah. into his family kind of thing, like uh, just a full-time dad, just being there with his daughters as much as possible. And even wrestlers too. I remember John Cena when he would do an interview, how like they would be on the road like 300 and certain amount of days throughout the year, man. Like, always being on the road and, like, rarely being home with their families kind of thing. So, like, yeah, that makes a huge impact. Yeah, and shout out to those guys that are actually there, right? Because um, it's not easy, especially if if you're in a profession like that, right? Like, uh, personally speaking, right? Uh, the work, the job that you have right now, I applied for the exact same job as you, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't get it because in my um, interview process, the guy was like, oh, you might be gone for a month kind of thing, right? And he's like, how do you feel about that? I'm like, uh, that's kind of too much for me, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, why? I'm like, because I have a wife and I have two children, right. small children. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, how long are you willing to be gone? I'm like, honestly, probably the longest I'm willing to be gone is a week. And I guess I I, I, could, I, I didn't convince them too much of it. But, but at the same time, it's like me being gone a week, can mean a lot with my children right i can be yeah. so much right so god knows why he allows certain things to happen in our lives or why he doesn't allow us to uh go into certain professions because i i me personally as a father i love spending time with my children right, right, right i love yeah. spending time with my wife i love being at home i'm a homebody right like like i tell my wife all the time if once i'm done work if there's not something to be done, tell me beforehand. That way I can go do it after work. But as soon as I get home and I'm man, comfortable, <laughs> I'm not leaving my house. Game over. <laughs> yeah, it's game over, man. Like, I'll take a nap or whatever the case may be. Like, I'm not, I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how you are like that, but that's how I am, right? Like, yeah. just like certain things. I know I shouldn't like, like when it goes back to The Rock or whoever, I shouldn't do it because i don't know how they are with like with their kids right yeah it's just um something that something that i i think about right because children they desire to have their parents around and Mm -hmm. i know that for a fact so it's like if some if your parent is always gone how how does that affect a child mentally yeah you know what i mean what does that teach them what's their upbringing right exactly so it's like you know, you and I, we both had present parents. When we were younger, if there was a problem, we we knew we can go to our dads, we can go to our moms, and they were always there, right? But what's it like for when you have when you're growing up with a parent who's like, say, a professional athlete, where they're gone three or four times in the week? And they're like, there's probably many stories of that too, where you can see um, the family dynamic or how the, how the uh, health of the family is when you have a vacancy of one or the other, right? Mm-hmm. Fathers who are always constantly working, whether it be trucking or whether the case may be, right? And always away from home and then not being there to support the wife or to support their children or when there is issues going on that requires like that 
that father kind of support whether it be discipline or whether it be having those conversations like uh, shout out to moms because um yeah they can do it but you also need you know the husband there the father yeah. figure there to provide that you know that support and that backup for them right so and and, and i think that's something that's probably noticeable that um when you see the children that or kids or teenagers that i don't know that are probably not doing as well as they should be like you can kind of find out that well was there was their parents together was well it was the father there or were they always away or what was the issues or how well is their relationship kind of a thing right yeah because you know yeah you do have like masculine women out there right but it's not the same it's really not the same mm. I mean, it's, this isn't no sexist thing or whatever no but it's, it's just it's just knowing it's just recognizing you know where where the strengths are for the men and where the strengths are for the for the females right yeah like we there's no way we can be equal right we're gonna there's gonna be certain things that we're better at and that we're not right like mm. right now like just recently we were just discussing like how um if i'd be looking <laughs> for something i'm looking for like for the for, i don't know for like so long i'm looking for just one thing and i can't find it and i'm asking i'm asking where it is and then they finally told me like it's right in front of you and i'm looking i can't see it but to the point they come right beside <laughs> me like it's right there i'm like oh my gosh i miss it this entire time <laughs> bro that's that's uh, my wife gets so mad at me because that's me <laughs> to the t about anything like oh i can't find the keys oh where where'd you have them last i don't remember blah 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 I can't find the keys. I've looked everywhere. She's like, are you sure you looked everywhere? Yeah, we looked everywhere. All right, she comes over. It's like, right here. I'm right. just like, whoa. <laughs> and that like, and it comes like, I don't know how you are with multitasking, but for me, I, I can't, man. If someone's having a conversation with me and I'm like doing something, like I'm, I'll be honest, like I completely block out what they're saying because yeah. I need to focus on one thing because I can't be going back and forth because either I'm going to be messing up on what I'm doing or I'm going to be not really listening. I'm just going to make it seem like I'm not paying attention to them, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> which I'm not, you know, uh, I'm, but I'm pretty sure uh, mothers are females for the most part, right? They're, you know, one ear is on their children. The other yeah. ear is probably what we're saying or one thing they're like either doing something else, some other type of activity all at the same time, right? They're always like, doing something thinking hand gestures hand gestures you know <laughs> or it's just like it's not just on one thing right so and again it's it's i don't know if this is true for everyone but like from based on for me you know kind of thing and just observations i've made and things that i've like learned along the years it's just something that it's okay man <laughs> yeah it's you know okay. we don't have to be competitive thinking like you know i can do everything or i can do anything mm. like, i can be just as good as a father or i can be just as good as a mother it's like man it's just like why are you, why are you trying to make it difficult for yourself you know just accept the way it is yeah honestly like we are all different like there's people learn differently people uh, act differently people we're just different right mm -hmm. and even, even spouses right mm -hmm. they're, they're different like um i can pick up certain things quicker than my wife but she can pick up certain things even quicker than can than yeah. i can right yeah exactly she's 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 more artistic with her uh with her knowledge mm -hmm. like she can draw like no other she's like she's good at like creating images like like shout out to my wife because she's the one that actually that did the art for our, for our podcast right, right. Yeah, yeah because yeah. i don't know how to do that mm -hmm. you don't know how to do that and just uh, stick figures man That's exactly <laughs> like like i can't do that bro like i remember when we started dating um she uh she wanted me to draw her something i'm like Yo, oh man <laughs> yo i suck at drawing <laughs> and she's like no just do it because she drew something for me right oh so i was like i i went like balls to the wall i went out to, and i bought um crayons i i bought a, like paper everything like you bought crayons <laughs> yeah 
Don't, no, what's the other ones? Don't kill me. Uh, colored, colored pencils. Oh, uh, pencil crayons. Pencil crayons. <laughs> That's what it was. I didn't buy crayons. <laughs> Are you sure, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went out and bought all that stuff, and I spent like a good, I don't know, three hours just drawing something for her, just Jeez. something I thought she would like. It, I, 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 me personally, I don't think it turned out that nice, but she, she <laughs> says she likes it. And that's what matters, right? Yeah, it's the thought that counts, man. But it's just like the differences, hand gestures. It's just yeah. the difference between the two. Like me, I'm uh, mus- musically more talented, I guess you can say. You're musically more inclined. Yeah. yeah so I can I can pick up music fairly easy, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, I've been, uh, like for those who don't know, I've been playing bass guitar for 20 years now. And and it, 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 at first in the beginning when I was a child, like when I was a kid when I started playing, it wasn't it wasn't easy. It's was kind of hard because like I didn't know anything and I pretty much had to learn by myself. Right. And I did. I learned like the basics. Like I learned the notes in Spanish and in English. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, just everything just kind of like I had to learn on the fly. And then some things are just you're just born with, right? For example, uh. A musical ear i don't know if you know what i mean by that but you can hear the difference between the notes and you can hear if someone's playing the right note or, or the wrong note yeah right and you know if someone's playing Your ears t- musically trained yeah right? to know if it's flat or if it's sharp or if it is the right key or if it is the right note that you're playing from if you're learning the song or if they're going too fast or they're going too slow correct or if someone's sing, singing the wrong note correct so that's something that you can't teach me personally, I don't think that's something you can teach. That's something you're just born with, right? Yeah, or in time, like when again with experience, where you get to you get to learn about it and you get to know, like you get familiarized with those with those sounds or with um, what's that what's that terminology where it calls where you're doing from like do to like fa? What's that called again? Intervals. Thank you. Where you get to learn the <laughs> intervals. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, my i'm musically inclined too bro I, I know some things too you know what i'm saying i know my way <laughs> but you do play you, you play guitar right i to this day i've never heard you play guitar oh man i can pop up a youtube video man it was me and my brother and you're on youtube yeah we no did a pues. no pues. we did a one way from uh hillsong dun, one, dun, dun, one, one way. way jesus you're Bro. the only one that I could. You're gonna have for. to. You're gonna have to show me. <laughs> you're gonna have to show me. I want to see that. I we were jumping that. up and down, man. <laughs> how long? How old is that video? Oh, that's that's old, bro. That's oh, really? ancient. Yeah, that's that's junior high. Whoa, that's junior high. That's pre YouTube. Yeah, man. Where I was rocking the polo and the baggy jeans, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> got the Mecca baggy jeans. Oh bro. no. Got the Sean John polo on. Got the Converse high tops, you know. <laughs> I remember those times. Those days. I remember those days. Like there was yesterday. Right. Jeez. But yeah, it's just like, I think not everybody. I think you have to be willing to learn those things right because i know a lot of musicians that have that are stuck in their own ways where um oh yeah they need to they need to see the notes and if they don't see the notes they can't play it and oh, i'm just like yeah they're just they're just used to a certain way of, yeah yeah and i'm just like in my head i'm like it's good but it's bad it's bad when you want to improvise or when you need to improvise with with music right yeah like um like a perfect example when you're saying that, right? Like for the most part, you have a set music list, right? Yeah. Knowing what to play. But sometimes like say ofrenda or after like the preaching, right? When mm-hmm. they ask you, like you have nothing prepared because you kind of want to listen to the word and then kind of 
pick out um, those alabanzas that like go like coincide with what the sermon is saying, right? Mm -hmm. And then from there, like they're kind of at least for like um, whoever the leader or whoever is directing or whoever's leading worship and anything, like they pick it out on the fly and assume like, oh, I think it's in this note, I think it's in this note, this note, and then like it's quickly like you know the song. Oh, okay, this is the song and this, it's in this key. Okay, got it. You know, kind of play along that kind of thing or. Um, midway through, like one of the Alabanza song, like like oh, we're gonna change it to this one, like uh, mm. same key, but we're gonna switch it up. Like okay, <laughs> you know, it's like what the case may be. You right? gotta go, like especially yeah. with church, right? When you're talking about church, anything can happen. Yeah, man. The Holy Spirit comes down, hey. takes away, takes Eso. takes over the person that's singing. Santo, Dios. bro, you gotta go with that. You gotta go yeah, with yeah. whatever's happening. Like yeah. they might start off singing Alabare, Alabare, and then go to another song. Like I don't know. Um, yeah and you gotta go with it you gotta go with the flow man like you can't just stop and just be like yeah you know like a, a reindeer and headlights kind of thing right yeah you, it's like that's something that um like if whoever's leading worship or again just something that you guys have to read out into um if there is interceding happening if there's like a calling kind of thing and mm. pastors or or a guest preacher is like praying for someone and like it's you can see that um again you have like three choices but it's taking longer than those three songs like okay next one up right you got to be on the fly with it and then again depending on how things go you also want to kind of i don't know if i can say this or not and maybe you can um, elaborate more or correct me is where you're kind of reading what um the feel of like how people are praising as well right mm. you see people like after like they're praising they're worshiping god and like um they're getting more intense right like el fuego está bajando está, el, está quemando right more yeah. and more to the point where like all right we gotta pick this up we gotta we gotta feel this too right and like for the most part like those who are leading worship like they're the ones that are like really the driving force and the, you can feel it too right like yeah. oh man like they're we're getting into this right now and the congregation is man i'm getting i'm feeling it right now jeez <laughs> we're like Santo. the congregation is feeling it too and then you see like uh like the, the like the whoever's praying like they're praying for like the people man there's others coming down to prayer and then you see like people are like dancing in the spirit too man or like the tongues are being spoken man it's yeah. just like oh man like all of that like is it's it's a it's a, like you gotta you gotta like keep up with that too it's right? a beautiful feeling man like like you're saying keep up with it right so mm -hmm. as a as a musician you have to read the room you have to read of what's happening in, in your surroundings right so say you notice that the fuego starting you're starting to feel it right yeah, man. you're starting to feel like something's happening mm. you just can't stop the song no you gotta keep no. going even if it sounds no. even if it sounds like it's getting a little repetitive you gotta keep going because that's how the holy spirit works man you, yeah. it's just it's on you can't control it no man right as much as you want to try to control it you can't so if you notice you notice that the singer you notice he starts crying you notice that even oh. you start crying yeah you notice man. that stuff mm. stuff's that happening man just go just let just let the Holy Spirit take, take control. Over, oh. If you're playing the drums or the the piano or guitar, bass, whatever the case, whatever you're whatever you're playing, just just let it go. Yeah, just let that man. Holy Spirit take over. Because I remember um, when we were in the Iglesia de Dios, uh, I learned one song. That's where I started. That's where I learned how to play bass, mm -hmm. right? Because uh, the guy that was teaching me, shout out to him. Um, he told me he's like, okay, I'm gonna teach you how to play the song. But always keep this in mind. You're playing it a certain way, but if the Holy Spirit goes, you gotta 
you got to go with it. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. Like if it goes longer or goes if, longer. Or yeah. if the keys change or if it's yep. going softer or quieter, louder. Or, yeah. Or if they just go off from singing just into like now, palabra, just mm. palabra, whether it be the verses or like el Espíritu Santo, ellos están hablando atrás mm-hmm. del Espíritu Santo. We, and like, man, it's... You just gotta, you just gotta... Man. You know, because sometimes... Like, like Lordy God, man, I love yeah. that man. That's you know, small, sometimes man. it gets quiet, mm. but they're still kind of singing, and there's just like a mm. ramp up. There's a nice ramp up, yeah. ramp up, ramp. boom. You know, because I love that too. It's yeah, just man. it's an uh, it's an undescribable feeling when you know everybody's in the same spirit, everybody's in the same yeah, mindset. With the unity is there, exactly. Man. Exactly. <sighs> it's 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 those moments. Though. I live for those moments, yeah, man. man. I love I love playing. When it's when you, when you get to feel those moments, yeah, because you know that God is the one that's that's in there right mm. now, right? Presencia de Dios está. Yeah, because you know the holy. Lugar, the Bible says that where there's two or three gathered in say my name, yeah. I am there. Say right? it again. Say it again. Where two or three are gathered in my name, He is there. Santo so Dios. even even if it's just you and me right now, God's here right now with us because Amen, we're, we're both brother. in the same spirit, right? Yeah. And we Praise both. Lo- I think we both love music the same way. Right. I love music. I love mm-hmm. learning. I love learning different songs. I love learning different styles of music. Right. Because I don't want to just be in I don't want to be caged with one certain style. Yeah. You know right? what I mean? No, for sure, man. Like and and again, right? Like shout out to the OGs and the veterans, right? Like we understand like maybe that was just their way of teaching. I think that's mm. the correct thing, right? But again, that gives us a, an observation. It gives you a chance to learn as well. Like you don't want to be limited. It just a certain thing or a yep. certain way of thing like you want to be adaptive right so um it, it's it's those type of moments and those type of indirect teachings that you know we really got to take advantage of those just to understand like all right i want to give my best to the lord of course i want to give my all to god almighty but also how can i what else can i do mm. how else can i be um a blessing and like a servant and a fruit and a, and a stepping stone for others as well right or how can i be better like just don't be content with just being the same kind of player that you were 10 years ago right, right. like we talk about all the time about uh athletes right mm. uh have you seen um the documentary the redeem team not yet i have to watch that watch it yeah that's watch the it. 2000 that's not or 2004 that's the team or two twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Yeah. Twenty twelve Olympic uh where Kobe like yeah. joined in, right? He's like, I'm tired of you guys losing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that I don't know if they intentionally did that the documentary to like bring more light on on Kobe, but it's like you can see how the dynamic of that team completely changed with Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. So there's this one scene where, where Carmelo Anthony's talking about how uh they went all clubbing after our after a day of practice, whatever, right? Right. And it was like four or five in the morning, and they're getting they're oh, just getting they back. Come back. They're coming yeah. back from from the party, and they're waiting for the elevator. And the elevator door opens, and it's Kobe Bryant. He's and already he's, like iced up, and right? he's suited and booted, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Yo, what are you doing?" He's like, "I'm gonna go work out." They're like, "Bro, it's five o'clock in the morning." Yeah. He's like, "I don't care." So? <laughs> and then he said, "Guys, losing." <laughs> a couple days later, everybody was down there at five a.m. Right? Why? Yeah. Because he wanted to be better. Yeah. Well, he set the example, right? Exactly. He, he set the pace, right? He he wanted to he wanted to send that message to others, like, "I'm not playing around here. We're serious about this. We Bro, need to take the gold home." The best part of that movie, of that documentary, spoilers. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I'm going to spoil it. No, do it. Man. But there's okay. this one scene where they're uh, the U.S. We already know that they won. So yeah. That's- <laughs> So the USA team is about to play uh, Spain. Uh-huh. So it's oh, Kobe's yeah, yeah, yeah. going to play against 
Pau Gasol, right. who's his teammate, who's his, like his brother, right? And they just won. They wait, did they win that year, the Lakers, or did they lose the Boston Celtics? They lost. Right, Boston Celtics won in a. Yep. Wait, twenty twelve, right? I think it was twenty twelve. Or did he win? No, they lost. So they lost the uh, the first one against the Celtics. Then they won the next two. Okay, twenty. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh nine and ten. Oh right. nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got so you. yeah, it probably was two thousand and eight. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was yeah, twenty eight. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right because it was uh, the two thousand and four is where they lost. Yes. Yeah. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> but yeah, continue. So, so in they were scene, playing Spain in the first one, right? They were playing Spain, and this this is uh, a friendly, not a friendly. It's a exhibition. Exhibition in the in the Olympics, in the actual okay. Olympics. Okay. So, so um, there's a scene. They're all talking. LeBron's talking. He's like, "So we're about to do, to start the game," and and Kobe comes up to him. He's like, "Yo, I know what play they're gonna play," uh, and I'm running through Paul Gasol's chest. And he's like, man, you're not going to do that. That's yeah, your teammate. That's your yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm running through his chest. And then they show the scene where the the, the play is starting off. Mm-hmm. And all you see is Kobe running full, like everything, boom, hits Paul Gasol right in the chest. Paul Gasol Goes just right, falls, falls on the floor. Right? Everybody's quiet. Yeah. They're like, it's like whoa, this man's serious. <laughs> what did this, what did this yeah. guy do? That's his own team. That was Kobe, bro. Yeah. That was Kobe to the T. Yeah, this guy man. wanted to do, he would do anything to win, yeah. right? So it goes back down to the same thing. Do anything to be better, mm. to play better for right. God. That's right. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. My guy was so invested in the story. <laughs> I was like, wait, what were we talking about before? <laughs> but yes. yeah. Yeah. You know, what if we all had that same mindset when it comes to our yeah. service to God? Yeah, man. Think about it. Our service to God, how, you know, it's crazy. My father-in-law was actually teaching about this on Sunday, how so much of us are just content with being mediocre yeah. in our work for God. Yeah, We don't want to go above and beyond yeah. to do what, what's called upon even more than that, right? A lot of us, like there's a lot of preachers now like that are just, they're okay with not even studying the Bible before they go off and they preach, right? Just freestyle kind of a thing. Just yeah. He, side note, right? Have you you've heard of Chat Chat GPT, right? Yes. So Chat GPT is an AI thing that gives you responses like right away on the instant, right? So we we had music practice. Um, I want to say a month ago, mm-hmm. and we were on Chat GPT with my with my brother in law, and. Uh, I'm like, yo, I wonder if this thing can can uh, write a sermon for you. He said, yeah, let's test it out. No and we're like, they're like, uh, can you write a sermon on First Corinthians? Instantly, you just start seeing all the words coming together, and it's and it's act. It's an actual sermon. It says, in the first letter of the Corinthians, Paul Paul writes to the Corinthians, blah 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 blah. It just starts saying all this. I'm just like, bro, can you imagine how many preachers? Are gonna start using ChatGPT to preach? It's like a blueprint kind of thing, right? Because yes. uh, again, it's not 100 percent perfect. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, <laughs> uh, perfect, not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's not 100 percent perfect, but like it can be a like a, a like a bl- nice blueprint, like starting mm. point, right? Mm-hmm. Hand gestures, where um, <laughs> like it can just write it out, but like you can finesse it, like oh, I don't like this, but I can add this here or add, add this or add this here kind of thing. But right? it's not genuine. That's the problem, you know. For sure, it is it's created, not right? It's, it's not it coming hasn't, from you. Yeah, it hasn't done the work of, you know, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to fast, and when it comes to meditating, when it comes to reading the word, right? Uh, it does lack that, but like, 
cliff notes here you come right kind of thing right because they're even using that for like students now or you like mm. chad you'd like um, write this essay on this yeah. topic kind of a thing you know Bro, where was chad gpt when i was in high school <laughs> honestly man i could have used it i could have used it but as a like me personally right as a preacher i always ask god to give me a confirmation to confirm what i'm gonna preach amen right because uh then if there's no confirmation then it's just me speaking from my own personal yeah. stance right it's no longer god and speaking through me yeah and it's like you decide on what you want to talk about right yeah so, which for the most part it shouldn't be like that right yeah. again like that's the whole point of doing your homework and having that uh time in your secret place with with the father right being sure that um as you said right but you're you're asking the lord like hey um, I've been reading this, I'm feeling this, right? And we always have ideas too, like, oh, I want to talk about this, oh, I want to talk about this. But again, at the end of the day, like you said, right, you need that confirmation or you need the guidance of the Holy Spirit to like, no, this is what the... This the is what I want the, you to uh, say. This is what the people need. Yeah, this is like, you know, there's a word, what we want to say and there is what God wants you to hear kind right. of thing, right? Yeah. Sometimes the preaching even comes to you, mm-hmm. right? There's there's this famous saying in, in Hispanic christian culture right predicador predicate a ti mismo right, right preacher yeah. preach to yourself yes get comfortable my friend oh, thank you <laughs> yeah. yeah no you're absolutely right because again like what what use is it that you're gonna pre preaching about something that you've never experienced or have no uh have have not been through yourself right exactly like what like imagine me like making a, a marriage preaching but bro like i have no idea what it's like to be in a marriage yeah, like you can and you can't, I guess. You know what I mean? Like or have about talking about kids or anything like that, right? Something that I've just clearly I've I've no understanding. I'm sure I've observed it, yeah. seen it, hear stories and other, but actually to live it, I think that's a huge component that um is something that's underestimated for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's hard it's hard to like it's uh, that's why I guess people always want pastors to be married. Right, because as a pastor, one of your jobs as a pastor is to be a counselor sometimes, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. So how can you be a marriage counselor if you don't if you're not married? <laughs> how can you counsel someone on children when you don't have children? Yeah, right? unless like somehow like you're such an anointed person where it's yeah. like this is not me. By the way, this is just the Holy Ghost telling me, you know? Yeah, because even think about it. Even Paul himself said, he said, if it was up to me, I would tell you not to get married. But it's not up to me. Right. It's up to God to do it. Because if not, you're going to be burning kind of thing, right? So, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but mm-hmm. he was a man who was anointed by the Holy Spirit, but he was not married. He had no children. Yeah, he, he was never married, right? No. Yeah, man on a mission, bro. Man, that guy's love for God was like like something else. Yeah. Something else. Like, his anointing was... And by the way, he was sinful just like us. Mm-hmm. He was flawed just like us. Yeah. But he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he had such a profound knowledge of the of scriptures, of who Jesus Christ was. Yeah, because he knew the law, right? To the T. To like he the was, T. He was pretty much a Pharisee at one point, wasn't he? He wasn't a Pharisee. He was... Uh, he, he, he I forget was what it was position because he was... He was persecuting the persecuting Christians, the Christians right? yeah. But he knew the law like in and out kind of a thing. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being a, a Christian in that time, and then you find out Paul, who's like known as the the the, Jew, the Christian killer kind of thing, yeah. And then he converts. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, because he had because he had that reputation, right? Because yeah. again, the apostles feared him, right? Yeah. 
they they so they, they didn't fear him, but they they knew about him. Okay, like. so they but to the point that they knew what he was after, what he was, what mm-hmm. was his mission was, quote unquote, right? So there is that kind of that that kind of that influence on you, like man, we got to be careful with this person because th- not only does he know the like again, people talk, right? And and you know you're someone very impactful when it comes to the point where like the pe- like the townspeople are speaking about like they're sending messages like oh by the way Paul's on his way or Paul's yeah. like this amount out kind of thing. So all of that has depth to know that like man like. It's like knowing, hide your children. Paul's coming. Yeah, right. Knowing about like that kind of level of, I don't want to say respect, but that level of like um, recognition kind of thing that he had to know that. With that, right, and when the change happened, like you're saying, right now he became he was once was the Christian seeker, or killer, whatever thing to become now a new man in Christ kind of thing. It's just like how like i can imagine that kind of like that new kind of news that was being spread about around the town like no he's not persecuting he's not he's not hunting now he he's a man that works for god kind of thing can you imagine how, how can you imagine how much guilt he felt afterwards you know i wonder yeah actually that's a good question what always, was his feelings afterwards right yeah. is it something that he held on to or was, again that was something that the holy spirit just like freedom from those mm. uh, those sensations again because like when you're a sinner, right? Like you're trapped in chains of sin mm. kind of thing, right? So yeah. you don't know, right? So again, maybe when that transformation happened, he was free from all the sins, free from maybe all those uh, guiltiness or whatever. And it, maybe again, that was something that fueled him even more, right? Yeah. To do um, the, the his will that, uh, not his will, sorry, God's will kind of thing, what he had planned for him. Maybe that was something that he recognized that what he once was, that's further from what he was, wants to be at that point. And then that fueled him to pursue what he needed to do for god one of the one of his best quotes that always gets me is i'll say it in spanish first ya no vivo yo yeah mas cristo vive en mi yeah no longer do i live but christ who lives through me yeah i love that man i love that verse that's so powerful Mm -hmm. because he recognized he was no longer living for himself he was living specifically for the purpose that jesus christ had called him to do and he left everything, because he he was he was even a wealthy man. He had he had a lot. Everything, man, everything. Man. So he left all that. He was a man serve. of power. He had power, man. Power. But then he was filled with a different kind of power, mm-hmm. not worldly power, divine power mm-hmm. that comes from God Himself. And he always this is one thing that I I love about Paul. He always gave the honor, the glory to Jesus Christ. Amen. Went straight to him yeah. because he knew he he was he was flawed. He yeah. knew it. Yeah. Just like all of us, the Bible says, "For all have sinned. All, mm-hmm. all, have sinned." It is through grace that we, through love, through mercy, through the holy sacrifice of Jesus Christ, that we are saved. Right. We are become new. Right. We are no longer what we were before, or we shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're truly converted as a Christian. You're not going to be the same person you were yeah. yesterday. If you were fouled mouth yesterday, you shouldn't be that tomorrow. Right. If you were a, 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 an alcoholic before, you shouldn't be that now. Right. Because you are born again, right? You became a new creature, right? Exactly. And when Christ is in you, uh, yeah, you be, you like things happen, things change that are like, just un, unspeakable, that undescribable kind of thing. It's just like a phenomenal kind of thing that mm-hmm. you can imagine like how you were once war, but now how you became, right? Like, like my dad would tell me, right? Like, uh, in his, in his past life kind of thing, how before he knew Christ, like he was, um, 
pretty sure he was like an alcoholic and mm. very heavy into drugs kind of thing. And then one day, right, I'm really going to uh, condense this kind of story because I would love for him to kind of uh, yeah, talk about it. it one day kind of thing where, yeah, he was like, he heard this voice where he was essentially called to a church. Mm. He arrived there and then like as soon as he stepped in and again, I, I might be inaccurate, but like the bare weight of it, like he couldn't stand anymore. And he was just like, he fell down onto his knees and then... Uh, like i think he was called to the front and it was at that point where like the change happened and after that he became a new person right no more with alcohol no more with drugs mm. no more with this or that kind of thing and that's powerful man mm -hmm. only in christ is there these changes these radical changes yeah right that no a man can tell you that it's impossible for you to to leave the bcos so the your 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 vices right behind and be new right like you're talking about your dad my dad was the exact same thing my dad was an alcoholic Right, my dad would drink. My dad would smoke. My dad would do all these things. Mm -hmm. My grandfathers, both of them, were the exact same thing: alcoholics for years and years and years and years, smokers, addicted to to sex, all this stuff. Yeah, whatever it is. Right? Like, yeah. and the only person that was able to change my grandfather, my grandfather from my dad's side, my grandpa, he was so into his alcoholism that when he didn't have alcohol in the house or he couldn't get any he would drink mouthwash he would find a way to get alcohol no way yeah and he says uh one time his his uh his uh what's it called what's it called the day after you drink his hangover oh hangover. yeah yeah his hangover was so bad that he felt like he was dying and it is possible right it is possible to die from those things and then he said that he just felt like he was dying and he died. And that's when he came to the realization that he needed to change, right? Because uh, my my grandfather tells a story. My grandmother I converted before my grandfather did, right? And uh, she converted through the help of my dad, right? Glory to God. Because my dad converted. Then he, he made it his mission to try to, to help convert his whole family. Right. And the first one to do it was my grandmother, Right, my grandmother was a hardcore Catholic, mm -hmm. like charismatica, like to the T. She she worked in church. She was loyal to the Catholic Church. Right, like everything. Attend Kitchen mass sink every time, kind of. Thing. Yeah. yeah, she wouldn't miss mass. She wouldn't nothing. Doing all hardcore. Like, the practices, kind of thing. So my dad started telling, telling, talking to her about Christ, the real Christ, right? Not the same Christ that they teach you in Catholicism, the one true Christ. And my grandmother converted fully so then my grandmother when once she converted she was trying to convert my grandfather right but he he wasn't really having it like he was he wanted to be in his in his his sin i guess you can say right mm -hmm. so um he he tells a testimony right he tells a testimony of um he, he my grandma took him to la paz de cristo this is in the like around 88 or 89. So it's... No way. Yeah. Yeah. Or actually, it should probably around the time that I was born. No, before. Sorry, before. So 88, 89. <clears throat> and uh, the, like we talked about this pastor before, Hector Aragon. He was the, he was the pastor in La Paz Cristo at the time. And he, he made a call and he said, uh, who wants to convert? Mm -hmm. He wants to say no to the life of sin. And my grandpa did it. He he raised his hands. But he says this all the time. That he just raised his hand because he noticed other people were doing it. <laughs> so he's kind of just being like a, a, follower. a follower. But he he didn't truly convert. Right. 
So he it wasn't went, a genuine kind yeah. of thing, right? So he went home that same day and he went straight into his life of sin. He started drinking, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no and then way. he says that the pastor came over to his house a couple of days later and he's like, hey, brother, what happened? I thought you were converted. He's like, yeah, I didn't do it from my heart. Like, I just did it because I kind of felt like else, you guys were yeah. pressuring me to do it kind of thing, right? Just joining the crowd. Yeah, but then he had his moment. He had his moment where he, God spoke to him and he did it. And I don't know exactly how he did it because I can't re recall right now. But he had his moment. And from then on, he stopped drinking like cold turkey, right? The world will tell you you can't do it cold turkey. But there's what the world says and there's what God says. Yes, sir. And what God does is perfect. Yeah, and man. he can take away your vices. Whether you, th whether the doctor has told you that you can't, you need to take this medicine or you need to take these pills to, to get off your vices. No, you can't. You can do it cold turkey because there's a God who's powerful than that. Yeah, man. There's this a God that says yes. This you, is the I God can. who can separate the waters, right? This is yep. the God who can move mountains. This is God that can make one fish into millions of fish, mm. one bread, piece of bread to millions of pieces of bread that can make, feed millions, right? This is the God that has done miracles in the past, still does it present, and will continue to make those miracles, Amen. man. There's nothing impossible for him. For nothing. us humans, for us the world, yes, it's impossible. But for him, nothing is impossible. Nothing. Anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, KG. <laughs> But it's true. Yeah. Right? And we see that. We can see with t testimony that people who are around us. Yeah. Time and time after again. Man. Exactly. It, and it's those testimonies, that, again, that I think that's, that's it's, it's, I think it's critical to share too because it just reassures us and like strengths our faith once again. It gives us that reminder that God makes things possible, man. He yeah. is able. He, he is, is able. God is able. God is able. He's always been able. He will always be able. Mm -hmm. And just put your trust in him. That's all we can say, right? Yeah. This isn't to say, oh, come to Christ and all your problems will go away. No. no. That's a lie. That's a lie. And if you hear that, reject it, rebuke it, right? Because it's not the truth. Jesus himself told us, you will have pain in the world. You will have struggles in the world. You will suffer in the world. But I will always be with you. Yeah. I will always be with you. He didn't lie to us. He's never lied to us. He will never lie to us. He's still there. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what we're going through. Doesn't matter if it's problems financially. Doesn't matter if it's problems with your spouse or with your children or whatever the case may be. If you're having problems at work, if you're having problems outside of work, at home, only God knows at one point, right? But it's on us. It's on you. It's on me. To put our trust in Jesus Christ, to know that He will take us out of it one day. Maybe it won't happen from one day to the next, but it'll happen, you know. And and there's something to recognize as well, right? Because, um, I was talking to our other boy Nick uh, the other day too about this. How like, um, you know, when you accept Christ, you become new, you become transformed, you become born again, right? And when you become baptized, once again, you become a new creature, right? Mm -hmm. And and maybe there was some problems that, you know, you recognize yourself, you cannot, you know, do, but, you know, Jesus Christ will make those things happen, whether it be alcoholic or drug addict, whatever the case may be, he will break those chains for you, right, in the name of Jesus, right? And he is able and he is capable of doing that. But, like, the problems that we might bring up or we're discussing about, it can be other things because when we say problems, it's it's not necessarily this thing that when you become Christian, yeah, everything else is non-existent more nothing else mm -hmm. happens but again when it comes to becoming a christian that's just a starting point right and we need to recognize that in everyday life when you go to school 
right? There's always going to be certain problems or things that you have to overcome, right? To um, make sure that you're never comfortable, that you always challenge yourself, that you're always learning, right? When mm-hmm. you're at work, there's always something you got to learn, you got to accomplish, um, you got to improve on because, you, again, you need to get better, you need to work on it, you can't be, always be comfortable, right? Uh, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to marriage, et cetera, et cetera, kind of thing. So when it comes to the Christian life as well, it's, it's, it's these if I can say trials, tribulations, or tests that God puts us through to make sure, again, that we don't stay comfortable, that yep. it, like, it enforces our relationship with them, right? Uh, though at the moment we may think, like, God, why is this happening to me? Why, why are you putting this problem before me kind of thing? Or we may say, like, God, this problem is in your hands. But it, again, like, careful with what we say, but it's something where it's, like, become more of a learning lesson for us, right? Something that God puts us before us to make sure that we don't stay comfortable, that we don't stay uh, plateauing, Stagnant. right? Stagnant, right? Hand gestures that we <laughs> make sure that, again, this fortifies our relationship that we... That we um, with the with the great with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the with with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, with the help of God, that we overcome this and that becomes even because this brings us closer to God, man. Right? Because mm. think about any problem you have, right? You're always gonna be what go into your secret place, go on your hands and knees and pray about it, right? You're gonna read the world, you're gonna uh, read the word. Sorry, you're gonna fast about it, right? It's all about like just getting stronger with your faith with the Lord, getting stronger in the word, getting strong when it mm. comes to prayer, just getting, it's just fighting forward to get better and better at your relationship with God. Yeah. And if you look at the apostles, the prophets, all these people, man, you think they were living life just cruising? <laughs> yeah. Man, a lot of them were, were, were put in jail. A lot of them were tortured. A lot of them lost their lives. A lot of them, they didn't have to, what to eat, yeah. a place homes. to sleep. Yeah. And we're complaining because whatever. Because <laughs> it's hot weather outside. <laughs> Bro, it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> now I'm going to do what my guy is. This is too hot. <laughs> I can't handle this. Bring back the winter. <laughs> no. Don't let me go on a rant right now. <laughs> okay, time to go on a rant. All right, I need to talk about this weather real quick. It's still springtime here in Canada. Uh, summer does not officially start on June 21st. It is just June, what is it, June 1st today? June, June 1st. 2nd? Yeah. Okay, today is June 1st. We are still 20 days out until the first day of summer. And right now, brothers and sisters and my fellow Knicks, it is 32 degrees Ooh. outside. And it was 32 degrees yesterday. And it was still in the 30s on Monday. And last week, it was still in the high 20s. This is not spring weather, all right? This is summer weather. Where is the 18 to 24 degrees that I've been hoping and expecting for, right? This is the time that we should be seeing all the lusciousness of the leaves, you know, of the green grass. But I'm already seeing yellow grass outside. Yeah, man. We're it's already not seeing supposed to be yellow grass. This is too early for this. Um, where is even the birds are no longer chirping for how hot it is outside. Like, even they're taking a break saying, like, okay, this is too hot right now. We can't be singing right now because I'm already sweating and I don't even think birds can sweat. That's that's how hot it is outside right now. Like we're in like right now, thanks to my brother over here, thanks to my fellow Nick that you know, with the new space, new studio. Shout out to my brother over here. It is nice and cool down here, and we're having some nice water and refreshments, but we still be we I'm I'm gonna be for real right now. We I'm still I'm sweating, man. I'd be outside like you be doing nothing. I'm I I just be outside and I'm sweating for no reason. Bro, you want to hear the funniest thing? (laughs) (laughs) That was my rant. Okay. (laughs) When uh, we were coming back from, uh, we were driving back from from work with my with the guy I was working with this week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I saw the geese 
hiding under a tree because it was shade. I'm like, bro, is it that hard? That's, that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> See, the birds know, man. Shout out to the geese that's hiding under the shade. They know what's up. Right. They're, even, they're even saying, like, this is too hot right it's now. It's too what hot the for the animals right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's throwing them off. You know what I hate about... Uh, I know it's going to be such a weird thing to hate. What I hate about the summertime... Hmm. The birds be waking me up, man. You don't like that? I hate that. No way. It drives me nuts. Oh, man. I love if I could it, close man. the windows, I would. But I can't because it gets too hot in my in my room. Mm-hmm. I hate that. You know why? Because I always wake up and I know I have to wake up in like an hour or whatever when I hear the birds chirping. Right. So I was like, oh, it's almost time to go to work. <laughs> I hate that, man. I can't sleep when I hear that. <laughs> like bro come on it's four o'clock in the morning luckily this week i didn't have to wake up too early for work but man still well i don't know what's too early i, I guess it depends right because i'm i'm actually like waking up at 5 5 30 now to go to work yeah a couple weeks ago i had to wake up at like 2 30 3 a.m yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's early man that's that's really early oh i don't know if i told you uh I officially tr- finished training two weeks ago. Beautiful, man. And I got the my 45 cert- days are done? 50 days. Jeez. And I, and I got my certification. Hey. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, glory to God. Glory man. to it's God, awesome, always. Man. Got my got my raise, my first raise. Nice, man. Yeah, man. Finally done with... Done with so, the book? Done with the textbook? Yeah, man. I'm finally done with that nonsense. Like, <laughs> It's not nonsense. It's good to know, right? But it's a lot of stuff that you know you're going to learn on the job. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn talking to the customers. You're going to learn You're gonna learn by making mistakes, right? Right. It's just uh, I, I just felt like they were, just, they, they were putting like a little added pressure on, on us to try to learn, right? Yeah, and for yeah. me, it was... Just real- to start that fire to get you guys going. Have a like sense of urgency kind of thing, huh? Yeah, hand gestures. Yeah, hand gestures, yes. <laughs> but it was, just, it was annoying, right? Because uh, I've never trained like this. And it felt like I was in school again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, definitely. And right. I haven't yeah. been in school in 10 plus years. <laughs> so it was very difficult for me, like at the beginning. Yeah. Trying to take in all the knowledge. And real quick, just on yeah. that. You know what's interesting about that? Like I remember when I was a kid and now I would always hear like it's it's very difficult for... <sighs> my Lord. <laughs> difficult. <laughs> it's very difficult for adults to... Um, to learn something new or try to learn something or going back to school to learn something because they're so out of the routine of oh. going to school, right? So in your case, right, you've been out of school for 10 years, right? Plus. Plus, and then going back to like a quote-unquote school format kind of thing and yeah. learning how to study, to read, to do this and do that. It, yeah, it's... Man, it was hard. Yeah. It's, Honestly, yeah, I, it's, I, it's I, had, I forgot I had forgot how to study. I Like I've I've studied the Bible, but I felt like that's different. You know what I mean? It's just like something I, I've done, I do kind of for fun, I guess you could say. But this was different because, like, I had to know this in, a, in order to get certification. Yeah, you had to memorize. You had to I learn had to mem- terminology. Exactly. You had to understand terminology. You had to make yeah. sure that you know what you're talking about. You know, sound convincing, sound mm-hmm. confident, et cetera, et cetera, you know. So, like, here's an example, right? Mm. Uh, they give you, they do a role play in the certification and you have to use this uh, this method called Eker, which is empathize, isolate, clarify, and respond, right? That's what Eker stands for. Cool. Okay. So, for example, I'm a customer, right? And I'm like, 
why is this why is this guy not not have all his uniforms? So I have to use eager. So I have to empathize with them. So I have to say, I'm really sorry about why you're missing this cost, uh, your your uniforms. Um, why? Uh, and then I have to isolate the the problem. Is he the only one that's missing? Mm-hmm. Are there more people or more of your employees missing garments? And and is this, if they say no, it's just this one person. Okay, is there? Uh, are are they working more than they should be? Are they doing overtime? Are they working an extra day here, an extra day here? Uh, yeah, actually they are. They're working. Okay, this might be the reason why they're missing some of their uniforms, right? Because they don't have enough inventory. Right. Now, my suggestion would be up your inventory. Okay, that sounds good. Let's do that. Okay, perfect. Uh, what, what's this person's name? Oh, you give them their name. Okay, write it down. Is there anything else you need from me? No, I, everything is fine. Okay, have a great day. Thank you for your business. That's how you handle it. That's nice what they want to hear. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah, so that's what they want to hear, right? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but that's what they want to hear, right? Uh-huh, and they right. need, they want you to sound confident with yeah. what you're saying, how you're going to respond, right? Because you don't want to piss off your customers. Yeah. You want to keep them happy, right? By all means, necessary, right? Yeah. So uh, I actually failed the first time. I I failed my certification the first time. Nice man. But glory to God, I was <laughs> I was finally able. <laughs> I've I, I was able to pass two weeks later. Nice. So now I'm officially in what they call an SSR, a sales service rep, and now I'm just waiting, praying and waiting for my own route. Once I can right, get my own right, route, right, right. I can start making really really good money mm-hmm. right because i'll be making commission off of all my calls yeah off all your sales too yeah exactly yeah. so right now i'm just i'm a support rep so i'm just supporting whoever needs help or right. i'm covering guys if they're on vacation kind right of thing. right right but it has been it, it was a struggle it was like it was a very hard for me because like like you said once you get into that into that um flow of not having to worry like like having to learn too many things you just get stagnant. Mm-hmm. So, you, and then you forget how to do it. It's like, for example, it goes back down to the same thing when you're a preacher, right? When you've done it for years and years and years and years, now you feel like so confident that I don't have to study the Bible anymore. You feel like you, you know it all kind of thing. And then you kind of like lose your touch. You kind of lose your mojo. You kind of lose that fire that you mm-hmm. used to have, right? Yeah. And then God does something to humble you and then you start reading again, and then you start studying again, and then you start feeling that fire again, and you start preaching with that anointing that God give, gives you, mm-hmm. and then everything changes. Right. Right? Because you go back to the basics. You're you're no longer thinking, I know everything now. Now it's, what can I learn? Yeah. And then you realize how much you don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's a quote that... uh. An old friend that he would say to me that when you like a when he would read the word kind of thing, he realizes like how much he doesn't know about the word. Like, um, yeah, pretty much the more you would read about it, the more you realize like, wow, there's still so much I got to learn. Right. One quote that that God put in my heart last week when I did my solo mm-hmm. is to know that you don't know anything. Yeah. To know that you don't know anything. That. We think we've learned so much in the Bible that, man, we're not even beginning to scratch the surface. There's levels to this. Bro. There's levels to this. Right? Yes. I kind of I kind of think of it like, um, 
you know, like um, surfing the web kind of thing, right? Mm. When you surf the web, you're just skimming legitimately, like you're just surfing on the skim of the of the water, right? But like I kind of think of that as the word as well, right? That that face value, yeah, you're kind of skimming through, but when you go deep dive into it, man, who knows how deep you know the word can really be? And again, right um, through the direction of. <laughs> Sorry, secular song. Shout out to the Bee Gees. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's Bee Gees. Oh. Well, yeah, man. It's just like <laughs> I'm going back. <laughs> just ruined it. This guy. Man, I, was, I, was, I was kind of confused over. It's like, oh, this guy singing Jesus song. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him no, some airtime for no, that. No, dude. no, no. I apologize. <laughs> this guy. Man. My wife's gonna hear that. She's like, oh, you're such an idiot. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I threw him off. Yeah, what was he talking about? Man? <laughs> this guy, man. I apologize. <laughs> man, screw it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to your setup down here. I'm loving the retro game consoles that you have here. Yes. S-N-E-S. S-N-E-S. Yep. Super Nintendo. The gray and the purple. You have the retro console here, I see. Yeah, I do. And I got the GameCube. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right with the game. Uh, GameCube one... is very nostalgic for me because we had a GameCube. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we had a GameCube. My, um, how old was I? Young. Yeah, I was like 11 or 12 or something like that. Did you have the SNES first or did you have the GameCube? Wait, what was... I never what? had an SNES. Oh, yeah. Sega Genesis was our first one. It was the first one? Yeah. Yes. We were discussing about that with you, right? Yeah. 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 I re- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those days, man, that we would come over playing Sonic, man. Oh, man. Seeing that on the TV is just like, just hearing the music, just the graphics at times. It was like, man, it was just so, like, eye-opening. Like, man, this is so intense. It's so amazing. So fast-paced. Like, it's just like so much is happening. It's crazy, the evolution of video games. Yeah, it's how ridiculous. simple like Sonic, for example. How simple it was, but we thought it was so hard. Yeah, right. Like I remember, like, well, if I'm being real with you, man, if I would try to play that game right now, it'd probably still be difficult for me. <laughs> Honestly, probably me too, just because of the controls, mm-hmm. right? But but like, because there's a lot of timing and making sure that you know you don't, yeah, timing pretty much. Yeah, I remember um, the first like video game hand gestures. The first video like in quotes, the first video game we ever had was a, a computer video game it was called pitfall pitfall yeah it was some dude that was running around in the jungle and like uh, you know kind of like every other game a side scroller kind of thing yeah, yeah just so collect you, items yeah and yeah can, yeah you have lives kind yeah of thing. yeah it was such a cool game i wish i could find it again um but then uh so we had that in like 95 yeah like 95 that's when my dad got his first computer and then um from then 95 on, that's windows 95 windows 95 Jeez. I'm pretty sure it was Windows 94. Jeez. Yeah, man. man. That's back yeah. then. When I hear the sound of Windows mm, 95, right? Nostalgia, bro. This is how old school it was. We didn't even have internet on this computer. Oh, yeah. We had was e- dial up at that time or no? Uh, dial up was a couple years later. We didn't right. get we didn't get internet till Bro, I don't even I couldn't even tell you. Like maybe 99, 2000, something like that. Man, I remember when I would, when we would have um uh, yeah, I computer Windows ninety eight, and we would have mm. dial up at that time. Like, 
my mom would get mad at my brother and I because like we would like be taking up all that because because she had to make call, make calls back home kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. She's explaining all like, how much longer you guys can I be on here? <laughs> and we're like down trying to download games and all that thing kind of thing. Too, bro, you right? remember MSN? Oh, of course, man. MSN, bro. I remember nudge people for days when man. you, <laughs> right? <laughs> when when you. When you met up with someone cool, you'd be like, yo, what's your email? <laughs> yeah, what's your MSN? You got MSN. And the more people you had on your MSN, the cooler you were. Yeah. And then you had all these like crazy like name, names, name, yeah. name plates kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember back in the day. But anyways, going back to the video games. Uh, yeah, we had uh, we had Sega Genesis. We got that. I want to say we got that like in around the same time, 99, 2000. And then uh, we had the Sega Genesis for for quite a bit, mm-hmm. and then when it was like my twelfth birthday, I think I got fifty bucks for my birthday, and then my brother got fifty bucks for his his birthday. So then my parents were like, "Oh, right, we're gonna combine your your money together, and you guys can can get a, a GameCube." No way. Yeah. So that's when we got the GameCube. And GameCube was a game changer for us. That must have been hype for you guys. Oh eh? man, I remember when we first got it. I felt like I felt Just like I was static. I eh? thought I was the coolest person in the world. I'm like, yeah. yo, I got a GameCube. GameCube to this day has the coolest startup of all the consoles I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. It does this like it, it starts off like like a little square, and then mm-hmm. it starts going around. Hand gestures, <laughs> hand gestures, and then it starts it forms the the, the cube, sh- eh? the shape of the cube. It's so cool, man. Like, nothing... Uh, there's no game startup. I don't care what you say. I'll fight you. GameCube has the best startup. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'll show you. Once I, if, if I can get this thing working, I'll show you. Yeah, I never had the GameCube. All What I had was this uh, Super Nintendo back in the day and, and N64. I'm, I'm so upset that... I don't know. I don't know if my brother and I, if we like threw it out or we gave it away. But man, I wish. I wish we did not do that. <laughs> I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't ever remember playing video games at your house. We were. Yeah. Always, we were always just outside. I think we so, were either yeah. playing soccer or basketball. Maybe it was. Yeah. Maybe it was during those times that we didn't have a system. Kind of. Thing. Maybe I don't know. I don't ever yeah. recall playing. Maybe we did. I just can't remember. Yeah. Maybe. But, yeah. but like. Uh, I remember, like, when you guys would come over, we would just go outside and play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was just the thing to do. Yeah. We always played basketball or something. Always, like, it was always ball. It was always ball. Yeah, it was always, always ball. ball. <laughs> yeah, we had the obsession of playing ball. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was talking to some guy at work the other day. He was like, oh, when was the last time you played? I'm like, bro, I haven't played in, in a long time. It's been a minute, eh? <laughs> like, actually, actual played? I haven't played in uh, years, which is, kind. it kind of sucks. Cause I, I I still love playing basketball. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like trying to get everybody in the same page to play. Well, I guess this would be a nice thing. Um, our fellow Nick, like he was telling me that he wants to start doing like a like a basketball kind of thing. Start up with like I don't know if, I don't know if it was with young adults or like oh, okay. the adults kind of thing. You're saying like yeah, I'm trying to try and something like I told him like, yeah, man. Once you get it going, let me know and like I'll be there. So yeah, I want to get into a soccer league. You want to get into soccer league? Yeah, I want to get like into an adult soccer league, at least for the summer, and then in the winter I basketball or something. Right, right. Just because like I see all these people doing that online, I'm like, man, I want to do that too. Yeah, it'd be nice, man. Or even like baseball too, like just yeah. something, right? Yeah, I know my cousin does like softball or whatever, but mm-hmm. still, like, I want to just do a sport again. Just you know, just get get the love of it going again because yeah. good like, exercise too, man. You're yeah, in the sun, you know. No, I don't want to be in the sun. Oh yeah, you get too dark. I get too dark. 
Then they're for sure, sure going to think I'm Indian. Yeah, I was about to say, they're for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's Indian for sure. Yeah, well, I, I, for me, I, it'd be good for me to get in the sun. Maybe that might be like, uh, more Mexican looking. <laughs> I thought you were Indian. No, I'm not Indian, bro. Come on. <laughs> Latino through and through 100%. I got man. nothing else in me. You know what you should do, man? Just <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Talk back to an Indian accent. <laughs> no, no, no. And they'll, and, no, no, and, no. And they'll be asking you, like, what, wait, which dialect do you speak? And you're like, this is my dialect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's crazy how. In, within the Hispanic community, how you got like these, it's like a crazy mix of like colors, I guess you can say. But no, we're very diverse, man. We go from, yeah, whiter than me, like pasty white kind of thing, all the way to African, uh, African, brown. Like the like, Cubans. Yeah. Dominicans. Yeah, man, because we're just a combination of indigenous European and African, right? Yeah. Right? The slaves have been brought over kind of thing, mixed in with the indigenous and then the Europeans. Like That's why, like, man, the music and the food like is just phenomenal, right? Yeah. Oh, the food. Yeah. That's, like, I'm when you hear, start. like, the music of, like, salsa and, like, like specifically salsa, like, it, like, the drum lines, it all comes from, like, the African music, mm -hmm. right? And then, like, the guitars kind of thing is influenced from Spain kind yep. of thing. And then some of the other percussion instruments, like marimba or tambo or whatever the case may be, that's from the indigenous side. So you have, like, a beautiful fusion combination of cultures that just came out with that type of music, man. Back to the music talk, right? Do you only play guitar? Um, I've, I've played some drums, right? Basic stuff, but and then some bass, I guess, but that pretty much it. And then I guess singing as well, but that'd be pretty much it. Sing a song. Sing a song. Oh gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when this podcast is over, I'm looking up that video you were talking about. I want to see that. <laughs> I'm curious. Maybe at some point. Yeah, we'll sing. I actually sang for the second time in my life at church, uh, two weeks ago. We had a a night of worship, mm -hmm. and I song I sang the song, um, the Yeshua song, the one I'm always talking about. Oh no I, way! Yeah, I finally yeah. sang it in church because uh, I just felt like I wanted to do something, just get out of my comfort zone, kind yeah, of thing, right? Yeah. Just because we get so like we were talking about before, we get so used to being in in our own bubble that when you look, you don't know what can, you can experience when you come out of that, right? Yeah. Like uh, a and lot it's of probably, and, it, and, and I don't know if I can say this, but like it'd be scary too that once you're in that comfort, like you get so comfortable in that comfort, mm -hmm. then you refuse to kind of leave out because again, like you're just, I don't know, worried of like messing up or being vulnerable or making mistakes or looking ridiculous or sounding ridiculous, whatever the case may be. Yeah, because here I'll give you this as an example, like for her testimony, right? My wife never once sang in church. She's now part of the church choir. Awesome, man. And Holy she God. had, and I would hear her singing, and I tell her, "You have a nice voice. You should sing in church." Mm -hmm. Like, no, 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 I don't want to. Blah, blah. And one day, uh, there was no singers, and uh, they needed someone to sing. So her and my sister, actually, who never sang at church either, sang that day in church, Boom. and everybody loved it. Boom, From then on, my wife has has, has become a, a member of our our worship team, and uh, you know, it's for the glory of God. And it's help. It, I'm happy. Honestly, I'm happy because my wife is. Uh, she's she's pretty shy. I'm not gonna lie. She's very shy. It's harder for her to get out of. Like, we're two we're two di different people in the sense that um, I talk a lot, and then I, you talk a lot. No, really, <laughs> really. <laughs> I talk a lot, and like I'm not afraid to 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 be in front of people. Mm -hmm. Whereas she. 
is 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 the opposite is the opposite of that. Yeah. So it makes me happy when I see her like that she's getting out of her comfort zone and she's doing something. She's working right, and that's what you really want from uh, from your spouse. Yeah. Right, because you don't want you don't want to be the only one that's like trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you want to have that impact and that influence, right? To kind of and and yeah, I can't imagine how much that like how how proud you felt, right? For yeah. To be up there to sing. I I'm super proud of her, and I tell her that. Well, I don't want to say I tell her that all the time. But I, I am proud. Well, you better start. No, yeah, <laughs> I am proud of her because you know it's just, it's. I know it's not easy because mm. I remember the. Uh, like, yeah, because if you're not used to it, man, of course, man, of course. Like, like I told you, step. like I told you, the first time I someone asked me to pr- to uh, bring the lectura biblica at church, yeah. I was so nervous that after I did it, I cried. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I was a kid, but, but that's still, yeah. I was not comfortable with speaking in public. I was not comfortable being around a lot of people. Yeah. Right, it's something. I had to uh, get used to or get, get more experience, used, more exposure. Okay? Yeah, or evolve in that kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? Because now, like, I have I don't get nervous at all. Yeah. Whereas before, I used to get really nervous. Yeah. Like, I would shake and everything. Yeah. But now it's just like I don't get even serious dry mouth. Yeah. You know? I don't think about it anymore. Checking if the mic is actually working. Yeah, <laughs> like I remember you for our fellow Nick's wedding. Mm-hmm. I remember you were told me you were really nervous. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when you were talking, I was just like, he doesn't sound that nervous. He seems kind of comfortable with it, right? Even with this podcast, like, I remember, I think our first episode, I was pretty nervous. Like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how to do it. It was something new for me, new for you as well, right? Like, yeah. right, like I don't know how you felt, like, but I felt nervous. How did you feel? Uh, for me, I, I just had it convinced in my mind where, like, we're just having a conversation. It's being recorded. That's the only difference kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Um and and that was enough for me like and and since we're talking english and i know we have yet to do a spanish <laughs> episode but i'm pretty sure for the spanish one i mean we're like oh man mm. which it's gonna happen it has to happen it like, has to we happen. have to reach our, our our peoples as well right like mm-hmm. um and i i i completely agree with you when it comes to spanish it, it is a little harder because for example like me uh my spanish is it's okay mm-hmm but there is sometimes a slight accent there where you know sure. yeah. you know I'm not 100% comfortable with it and sometimes I say things in the wrong way yeah i'm in the same boat like like the present tense past tense future tense kind of thing or like the feminine masculine like i don't have it all 100% yet yeah or like for me like like so there's certain phrases that you say in english it would be the opposite in spanish yeah so i don't sometimes i don't i don't know how to distinguish like to make that change, so I'll say it the way you're supposed to say it in English, but it's wrong in Spanish, right? So and my, my yeah parents for us the adjective is after the the noun yeah in Spanish, but in English it's the opposite. Yeah, the adjective is first and then the noun. Bro, I'm not even gonna lie. I don't even know what adjective and noun means anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my man. <laughs> so remember? for example, like we would say like. Oh, pasame ese suéter negro, right? Yeah. But we don't say it, sweater black yeah. in English, right? Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. to say black sweater, right? Yeah. But in Spanish, it's complete opposite. <laughs> yeah, so see, that's where I make a lot of mistakes in Spanish. Because mm-hmm. I'll say the sweater black. <laughs> I think, no, I'll say the black sweater. Yeah. Where in Spanish, is the sweater black. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so people just stare at me and I'll be like, why? <laughs> yeah. if, my, if my parents are around, they're like, they just start laughing. I'm just like, 
man just, you. just wait till you say something wrong in english then i'm i'm there yeah. come at yeah, me man. bro i'm ready i got the armor yeah man it's just yeah i'm in, yeah i'm in the same boat or there's or i can only like describe or certain or say certain things with a certain amount of things right mm-hmm. like um like I'm, I, like I'm not very profound with the amount of words, but uh, again, right? It's um, we're trying. Yeah, we'll get it done, man. What's gonna happen? It's unfortunate. Like uh, growing up in 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 Canada, it's not unfortunate. Like we're actually very fortunate. But uh, when it comes to our language, it, it does take a toll on it because we we speak English eight out of whatever hours of the day, right? Especially when you're in school, and then when you get home, if you're with your siblings or whatever. Uh, you're only speaking English, right? right. And then the yeah. Spanish takes takes a toll in it, right? Like I remember when I was learning, uh, when I when I went to kindergarten, mm-hmm. I did not know a single word in English. So you I were went, in ESL. I was in ESL, nice. but because I learned English so quickly, I was only in ESL for one year. That's it. Yeah. Jeez, so then after that, because it, I picked up English really really fast. The problem was I picked it up so fast that I was forgetting Spanish. So my parents had to put me in Spanish, not me, but like my myself and my siblings. Right, right. They put us in Spanish school. Yeah, I remember those days, man. Yeah. I remember seeing you there. <laughs> Shout out to all the people that went to Spanish school. Right, good times. I hated it because Saturday mornings we had to go yeah, to Spanish school. So Ugh. early, man. Man, how many people? How many of us were in Spanish school though? I only remember you. Yeah, I don't remember anyone else to be honest. I I remember my cousins went a couple times, and. Yeah, I remember certain people from Spanish school. Yeah, I I don't remember that many. But it, it makes sense though, right? And especially for us, like since we're like surrounded by English kind of thing and we only really get the exposure of Spanish when we're at home or on the weekend at church kind of thing, right? And how much we practice it at home. But again, like we're surrounded by different um, Latinos from different countries yeah. as well. And everyone has like their own type of dialect too, right? So you're kind of like our, I don't know about you, but my dialect is like all over the place, man. Sometimes yeah. I sound Mexican. Sometimes I sound Japanese. Sometimes <laughs> I sound Salvadorian. Sometimes I sound Puerto Rican or Cuban, whatever the case may be. It's just like, I'm all over the place. Uh, no, I, 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 I strictly speak um, Salvadoreño because both, obviously both my parents are Salvadoreño. My wife actually, even though she has Chapina in her, she doesn't speak Chapin at all. She doesn't sound Chapin at all, like straight settled. That's surprising because, like, your father-in-law, like, like he's <laughs> no. You know what's crazy? He's My like... father-in-law does not talk like a Chapin. He only does when he's around his family. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But when he's not around his family, straight, yeah, he, regular kind of thing. You would think like... he's Salvadoreño. Huh. Yeah, it's crazy. But like he'll say like actually it's crazy. My my father in law even knows how to speak the uh, the native tongues in from Guatemala. Some of them. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's. Uh, I yeah. think it's called. Quiche. Uh, Quiche. I think. Yeah. I think so. They say this weird thing. Or Jackie. They they say this weird thing. I don't know if they they do it for where your dad's from. Um, they call each other mucha. Yeah, mucha. mucha. Hola, mucha. ¿Qué tal, mucha? They say cha, yeah. mucha. I'm like, bro, what? Yeah, we got some phrases, man, yeah. I'm like, yeah, these people are crazy. <laughs> we we got our words, man. Like, like every time I go back home. Si like, pues. There you go. <laughs> si vos? Yeah, because I remember my father-in-law's, um, my father-in-law's uh, father, rest in peace. Rest in uh, peace. Whenever I talked to him, like when I first met him, it, it was funny to me because whenever I'd say something to him, he'd be like, si pues. 
For those who don't know, si pues is like the equivalent of the Salvadoreño, pues si. No, no, it's yeah, just So we say pues si. They say si pues. pues si. <laughs> so my, si you were talking pues. about chichitos, right? Chichitos. Oh, I love chichitos. Man. In El Salvador, un ch a chucho is a dog. Oh, true, true, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see, like, they're, they're right beside each other, these two countries. Yeah. But oh, small weird. differences. Yeah. It's crazy, mm -hmm. like... It's just learning. By the way, chuchitos are amazing. They're so good. They're good, but uh, I'm not a big fan, man. I what? Find, yeah. I'd rather tamales all day, man. It's just like, I don't know, they're dry to me. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I, haven't, I, maybe I have yet to try some really good ones. One of the perks that I've, I've been getting from my work is that I get free food from certain places now. So today we went into one of one of our one of our businesses, like one of the places that we service. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're like, oh, we're we have a food truck get whatever you want kind of thing right it's on us jeez guess what i got uh, uh give me a hint you told me you're gonna make it for me oh no way smoked brisket sandwich oh, how was it bro it's so good i bet man jeez and it's even better when it's free mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Now you're speaking my language. Mm. <laughs> Say it again, brother. <laughs> free. Mm. Free at last. <laughs> yeah. But going back to um, like your father-in-law, him knowing like the native tongue or, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, native tongue, not mean yeah, Espanol, I, but native tongue meaning the indigenous languages, right? Oh, yeah, because like apparently every time it's a lot, I, right? Yeah, no, we have a, a lot of dialects that all stems from the Mayan language, Don't right? say we, bro. You're Mexican. By birthright. <laughs> but blood... <laughs> I got I I I believe that blue and white, my G. <laughs> you ain't Mexican. You Mexican. <laughs> but from the outside, I, that's where the red comes from, you know. From the. Mm. <laughs> but like back home, like I try to make it an effort to learn some kind of like uh, phrases or something like that. Like yeah. in in the in a Chique language, like to say like thank you very much would be maltios uh, chawe. And to say, like, our mother or somewhere, a superior person, like, Maltios Chawe Nan kind of thing. Really? Yeah, Maltios Chawe Nan. That's crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy how they still have, like, that old uh, native dialect. Because yeah. I know in El Salvador, they, they, got, they got killed off, man. It's pretty there's dark. No, there's no indigenous? Nope. None. None that practices the language? Nope. Jeez. Not one. They got killed off. It's pretty, it's kind of the dark, uh, dark history from El Salvador. But what's... You guys are either what Aztec or Mayan, because there's only the three type, the biggest ones. Well, maybe there's other types. I want to say Mayan, because there's some be. there's some India Mayan. looking Salvadorenos out there. 100 percent, bro. Like, I'm definitely 100 percent like dark India from yeah, El Salvador. You, yeah, you definitely got some indigenous genes. Yeah, I got some hardcore indigenous genes with yeah. my skin color, but um, I I want to say Mayan, but I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. I, I I'm not I'm not like I gotta fact check myself. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have my phone on me, but yeah, like I'm pretty sure it's Mayan. I'm pretty sure all that area was Mayan, wasn't it? Yeah, Mayan was the or was it Aztec? Where's the Aztec? Aztec from? is Mexico area. Mexico, it was all Mexico, yeah. But the mines was all like Central America for the most. I part. I thought there was mines in Mexico too. Uh, yeah, but like they stole the land from what then from El Salvador kind of mm. thing. And then you got the Incas in the south. Interesting. Right? Something interesting to look into, right? Because, like, I remember, I think I did... Um, That's why I would do a DNA test. I man. did Ancestry. Yeah? And I'm pretty sure it said that w some of my family came from Peru. 
I'm Probably. pretty sure. And Peru is like, they got some Indian, India-looking oh, yeah. Spanish people there. They got some indigenous folk there. Yeah, that's for so sure, man. That's where some of my my indigenous kind of would come from, I'm assuming, right? Uh, I don't remember if it was Peru or if it was another or, or another country. But I, I, I definitely want to do like that 23 and Me kind of thing mm-hmm. just to see like how far back they can trace my family. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I feel like that would be really cool. Yeah. Because I, I, got, I got lucky because I, I, I was able to meet my great grandmother. Uh, she passed away when she was 96. So um, I knew a little bit about our family history, like where she was from, where she was born and all this stuff. But like because where my, my great grandmother is, it has a very uh, native name. Called Huquapa. Ooh. So say it again. Huquapa. Huquapa. Yeah. I like that. Very native. Beautiful, beautiful town, man. Like yeah. it's nice and cool. It's not too hot. Mm. It was it's nice and quiet. I loved it. Like when I went there, it was beautiful. But it was really far from San Salvador. It was like two hours, two or three hours away. And you gotta go through like the mountains and stuff like that. Yeah. So let Hold on that thought, just yeah. for our listeners. So uh, maybe for the Canadian folk, two, three hours doesn't sound too long. Mind you that this is like very flat land here in Canada, right? Yeah. Very long, straight flat. So, but in, in our countries, everything is like very condensed and there's a lot of mountains, a lot of hills, volcanoes, volcanoes kind of thing. So a lot of misdirection. So it's it's quite a fun ride. It, yes. And you can't go like 100 kilometers. Like you got to go like 30, 40 kind of thing because yeah. these turns are tight yeah you got to be really you, you got to you concentrate can, yeah, when you're going. you you have to you have no choice but to pay attention or else you're going off the cliff i forget which fast and furious movie where it starts off they're like in mexico or something where they're uh trying to steal the gas truck uh what fast is that oh it's fast five i think yeah i think you're right yeah yeah so you know how it's like a really steep steep uh steep hill, hill? Kind of thing, yeah. that's how it is everywhere in central america yeah it's crazy like very narrow streets like you really got to be careful. Like mm-hmm. you can't fall asleep on the wheel, or you're you're dead. Yeah, you're. But yeah, it's uh. Like this is not even an exaggeration. Like it's it's life or death. Yeah. So going back to like the native part of us, um, yeah, like my great grandmother, where she's from, where my grandma was born as well. Very native names. There you see a lot of native names uh, in that area? But you also see a lot of like Europeanized names. Mm-hmm. Like I know my mom went to uh, uh, the school my mom to, went to was called La Argentina, the Argentina. Interesting. Yeah, so you got a lot of like little stuff here and there that's like influenced by um, the Euros, the Euros, and the South, the Spaniards. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice. It's 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 not. I definitely am gonna research on. Uh, what kind of uh, natives uh, El Salvador and like Guatemala is Mayan, right? Yeah. 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 So I'm assuming it would be El Salvador would be Mayan as well. I like, think so as well, man. Because yeah. they're like, they're really literally right beside each other. Yeah. So like they dominated that entire area of Central America. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's Huge the civili- civilization. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Cause you will, you won't hear those dialects in El Salvador anymore. It's unfortunate. Cause I know in what they like, um, I don't know if the government is trying to push, but uh, like they want to make sure they maintain like the dialects of the indigenous, right? Mm-hmm. That's them back to the Mayan language because yes, the indigenous, um, they speak it, but it's something that the schools of the indigenous, they're like teaching Spanish or English, what the case. So they want to make sure that as well, they're keeping the, the native tongue, the indigenous tongue still alive and well. Which is commendable, right? Like, yeah. 
you want to keep as much of your history as you as you possibly can, right? Mm-hmm. And and whether people like it or not, the native, the natives is a huge part of the history of everywhere, basically, yeah, right? 100%, like, right? Um, especially in 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 Mexico, Central and South America, right? Like like you said, you're either native or you're you're European. You got the two mixes, right? Mm-hmm. So I know. Like I know my last name is is um, European. Yeah, straight Spaniard, man. Yeah, all uh, all my last names, even my grandfather's last name is European, and the other ones are European. And uh, actually, fun fact: one of my one of my, I think it was my great 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 grandfather was one of the was one of the first people like. You know how you always have um, witnesses for, for the, the independence writing thing. No way. Yeah, one of my one of my people from the back back in the day was was was, was I was related to one of them. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That, yeah, that's it, that's in your heritage. So yeah, like they're one of the grandfathers of like the country or yeah. like some kind of constitution kind of thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like. A, People don't don't really believe me when I tell them that because <laughs> they just think like my my grandfather is just making it up. But but no, like he's from Sacate uh, Coluca, which is where my grandfather is originally from, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where the independence was uh, was fu- signed, was founded. Eh? Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Like that is cool, man. Yeah, I've been there too. I think that's an actual native. That's a native name too. I think. Sounds pretty neat. Santa Coluca. Yeah. Yeah. You got a lot. <laughs> Say that fast. I can't. Santa Coluca. Santa Coluca. Sacate. They just call it Sacate. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool, man. Just like uh I definitely you do you have any plans on going back? Anytime soon? <sighs> it's it's tough. Is your dad man. still there? Oh, he's he's back. Oh, he came back? Yeah, he came back. That's good. That's yeah, good man. to hear. Um, I want to plan with my brother and I that we kind of just send him every year to go there. I want to, I want him to stay there for like at least six months kind of thing. Uh, oh, really? It depends on what's his comfort level, right? But it's for sure he's, he's there. He's, uh, he's a lot happier over there. That's for sure. Cause mm. again, right. He has old friends there. He has all of his family there. Mm-hmm. And like, and again, it's his, it's the food that he's grown up with, right? Yeah. The culture, the lifestyle, right? So like over here, like, yeah, he's retired, but like he's, he's, it, like we have no family here right yeah it's not like he has all these friends as well too right it's all back home kind of thing so something that I, I would love for him to like to like just go back home kind of thing and just just be there and especially with his moms right now mm. who, who she's really progressing her dementia too so uh it'd be something for him to just spend as much time with her as as, as long as she's still alive kind of a thing yeah you didn't answer my question though oh um <laughs> nice man <laughs> <laughs> and we're back and we're back. Um, I don't. I don't really have any plans of going back because, like, um, it's great to see my family. I love seeing my family. I love spending time with my family. But uh, being at the age that I am, I feel like I'm still kind of like cared for as a child because, like, I'm always being with them. Like, I have to mm. watch out where I go, kind of thing. Yeah. And because of like my skin color, the way I dress, and probably my <laughs> dialect, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, this guy has money," kind of a thing, right? it just feels like i'm not completely free there if that makes oh, sense yeah it does and i've been there enough to like you know i've i've got my my fill of being back home kind of thing but now i want to go somewhere know, new yeah whether it be a different country or, or a different part of canada whatever the case may be kind of thing right where have you been here in canada uh 
just around Ontario for the most part. Okay. And I guess Quebec City and Montreal kind of thing. Okay. I've been to, back in the day, we went to Kelowna and BC, which was unbelievably beautiful. But I would love to go to like the, the Banff and all that stuff mm-hmm. that many, many Canadians have done during mm-hmm. pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've only been, I've been to Quebec City. I've been to Montreal. And it's, houses are affordable there, man. Yeah. Quebec City. I wouldn't want to live in Quebec, though. Quebec, but, oh, because of the language or? Just the Frenchies, man. There's there's something about those people. (laughs) Well, in Quebec City, since it's very touristy, man, like, you can get away with the English there. Yeah. But, like, you go outside of Quebec City and you're screwed. Yeah. It's, They're talking to you in French, like, hardcore. And Montreal is weird, too, because, like, you you walk into, like, a store or whatever, they'll, they'll greet you in French. And as soon as you, you respond in English, they, they switch the, they switch automatically. They start talking to you in English, and you're just mm-hmm. like, whoa. Yeah, they can tell right away. Like I remember sometimes that I would say like salut, bonjour, and like try to like with my best, you know, <laughs> hand gesture, Quebecois, <laughs> kind of, you know, my <laughs> you know, try to sound like GSP kind of thing. <laughs> But um, like like I start off good and they respond back, but then when I go for like the next question or that when they when they ask me a question, bro, I just look like a deer in headlights kind of thing, just like completely lost. Yeah, what I say. you're like uh, uh, that's that's all. I'm I got. a tourist. No English. <laughs> and I they like switch a back into English kind of thing. You want some coffee or tea? It's yeah. like oh, that's what you asked. <laughs> oh man, they they got some good restaurants in Montreal though. They definitely do. Shout out to Montreal. Mm-hmm. Montreal. 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 The real mountain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways, should we wrap this up, brother? Yeah, I was going to do something different. You asked me to sing something? I'll yeah. sing something. Yes. Go out singing. Shout to the Lord. Mas el Dios de toda gracia. Que nos llamó a su gloria eterna, os perfeccione y afirme, fortalezca y establezca a él. Sea la gloria a Él, sea el imperio por los siglos de los siglos. Amén. Shout out to old school Marco Sweet. Hey man, brother. One of my faves. The classics, man. Yeah, yeah I, lo- I love song. that one, man. Yeah. Hey. God bless you, everybody. Hey man. God bless everyone. A su nombre. Gloria. A su nombre. Gloria. Y su pueblo. Victoria. Y su pueblo. Victoria. Oh yeah. <laughs>